Welcome to the podcast today. We are so excited to have James Lawrence with us, the Iron Cowboy for those who know. Sports Illustrated ranked James in the top 50 fittest freaks. Red Bull declares that when it comes to endurance, he is unstoppable. And Success Magazine named him the most enduring man in the world. He has refined the definition of impossible and is here today to share his journey with you. Ladies and gentlemen, James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you here. This is incredible. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you and Happy New Year to everybody who's listening, whenever you're listening. Oh, they'll be listening. They want to hear about you and like how you got started on this journey. I I got the opportunity to watch your documentary and you know, just learn a little bit about this incredible, I mean, I can't even believe you were able to accomplish a goal like this. Would you be willing to kind of open up and start about your journey, how you got started, what inspired you? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the journey so far um, spans over close to 15 years now to when we got started. And we would have never imagined where it would take us and where we are today and the um, adventures that we get to go on. Uh, but you're referencing the documentary that's on um, Amazon Prime. It's on Peacock. It's been on Netflix. Um, and it's 50, 50, 50, the story of the Iron Cowboy. <clears throat> and it, it basically takes you on a journey um, of our little family. I've got five kids um, where we did 50 consecutive Ironmans, an Ironman a day um, through all 50 states. So that journey started in uh, Hawaii, did an Ironman, went to Alaska, did an Ironman, went to Washington, did an Ironman, all piled into the motorhome, and then started to navigate the lower 48. And, you know, a lot of people see that headline and they're like, oh, he's different, totally unrelatable, can't do what he did. Um, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. Um, my journey started, to your original question, it started with um, a simple four-mile fun run um, that I did with my wife um, that I struggled through. Um, and that led me to triathlon, um, which I ultimately fell in love with the community and the industry. And, um, now 15 years later, um, hold multiple world records. Um, one of them, um, biggest challenges we did was the, the 50 through 50 States. Um, that's the documentary. And then we also have the book redefine impossible that goes over an autobiography, how we got to that moment. And then incredible things that happened on that journey. And then uh, most recently, we did 100 consecutive Ironmans um, in a remote location. That documentary is about to drop um, in March at Sundance Resort here in Utah, private screening. Then it'll hit all the streaming platforms. And our next book um, will also uh, become available here shortly called Iron Hope. I'm super excited about that. Wow. Tell me where that book came from, that inspiration. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so just really been blessed to been pushed into the speaking world. wasn't what I set out to do. Uh, I've been speaking professionally for about ten years now. I've spoken in fifty six countries around the world, um, and ultimately, every time I get off stage, people um, recognize or I recognize that people have lost hope, and they're losing the conversations they're having to themselves or getting in their own way, and and so the 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 new book Iron Hope is. Um, basically lessons that we lessons and experiences that we had by doing a hundred consecutive Ironmans. Um, but also all of the lessons that we learned, uh, very tangible takeaways and to do's from our career over the past 15 years, both in terms of 
family and and kids and also the challenges that we encountered and how to overcome them, which are very applicable and relatable to everyday life. Well, I absolutely love that. I love that you said, so humble, that you started with a four-mile run that was challenging. Really? Like, how did you go from this to this? I'm sure it was baby steps, but I want to hear... Like if you were to teach us, we're we're starting out a new year. There's so many of us right now that want to have a goal and maybe it's a small goal. You know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a small run, like you said, or to get healthy or fit. Like, what would you say, what could we take away from you on how we could get those small goals that could eventually get to bigger goals like that? Yeah. I think the biggest problem is people set too large of goals and, and you have to set those goals. You have to have the, the big vision. You have to have the five, three, one year plan, but it's so far in the distance. And hopefully it's big enough that it scares you, but not to the point where you don't do it. And that's exactly why people fail is because they only set those macro goals um, without, without the micro goals along the way. And that's how you win is by, by focusing on the really small things and, and starting to gain momentum through those small things. Uh, people try to, like I said, you have to set the big goals, but you have to shelf them and forget about them and then create the path to them. Um, and then really hyper-focus on those small building blocks. Um, uh, in our coaching, uh, we, we talk about every day is day one. And we're, as, as we sit here in this recording, it is January 2nd. And hopefully over 99% of people crushed and nailed their um, New Year's resolutions on day one. January 1st, which was also a Monday. And so you have no excuse Monday and the 1st of January. Um, but you're going to see a percentage drop off today. You're going to see a bigger percentage drop off by the third, the fourth, the fifth. And by the end of the month, they'll be less than 1% that are still on track. And, and that's because they, 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 they put too much on their plate and that leads them to failure. And if, if people were to really take a step back, they would add one, maybe two um, manageable new things on their plate. And then every single month add a new one as you start to gain momentum throughout the year and treat every day like it's the first day because everybody did it yesterday. And why don't they do it today? And why don't they do it tomorrow or the next day? And it's because they've simply just gone too big and, and they, they can't handle it. And they, they also um, need to realize that as humans, we're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes and to just pick up the next day and keep going. Uh, but we, if we, if we uh, miss one day or miss a task, then ah, we're a failure and uh, we'll wait till January, 2025 to start anew. You just start fresh from where you are. So tell me when you started from that four miles, you did it, you accomplished it. I mean, what was the next step? Cause you're saying set these baby goals. So they're not monsters. So obviously you didn't run the fifth, you know, do the whole 50 Ironmans all at once, which is so amazing to hear about this book. Cause it sounds like you doubled what was the goal that was unachievable, right? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, for sure. We doubled it. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, we went from that four mile fun run to sprint distance triathlons, which was, or is the smallest and shortest distance. It's a 800 meter swim. It's a 12 mile bike ride. And it's a three mile run. Um, and I believe that's where everybody should start. The problem is, is people get all super excited and motivated and they see the Ironman and they're like, I'm, I'm going to go from, being out of shape and unhealthy, and I'm going to sign up for an Ironman. And although that's a great goal, uh, chances are you're not going to have the experience you want to have because the 
you're not respecting the time frame that it takes to achieve the goal. So big goals are great. It's one of my one of my big platforms is no goals too big. Um, but you have to have respect for the goal that you're doing. And so I I did sprint and Olympic racing for years and built a foundation and experience and knowledge. And only then did I start to expand it. The goal, yeah, for sure. I saw the Ironman World Championships on TV and I was like, yeah, one day I would like to do one of those. Um, and that's as big as I could think at the time based on my knowledge and experience. Well, goals are ever moving, ever changing because we on our journeys change and adapt as we go through it. And it's one of the other principles I like to talk about is it's called being game ready. And you just have to be ready at all times for whatever opportunity is going to come across your desk. Um, and there's a lot of people that are just sitting at home, not getting ready. And when the opportunity presents itself, somebody else grabs it because they haven't put themselves in a position to take it. And so we, we as humans have no idea what tomorrow, the next day or the next week looks like. And that's why you just need to focus on today, chipping away at small things until we're ready to take it to the next level. It is a always moving target of what we're trying to get to. You know, that's amazing. So would you say that you, you started doing these smaller sprints? Did you go right to after that, like a half Ironman or a full marathon, or did you take it right to the Ironman at that point? No, years of sprint racing, Olympic racing, then attempted one half, um, had a great experience, did multiple halves, then stretched it to the full. Um, and I still go back to those those really ex- exciting um, shorter races. And, and really the reason people need to do it, and this is in terms of like goals and, and everything, they need to build a strong foundation to be able to handle the next level. And people try to go from level one to 10. That's why people fail. And and you got to go from level one to two, two to three, three to four, and you got, you, you can't miss those steps. Um, and the people that are successful at the highest level take the time to gain that knowledge, build the foundation. So when something hard happens, they have that stability in order to continue. And so that, that's that's really what we need to have is, is those big goals that scare you, big vision. But again, those goals will continue to change as you go through your journey and your knowledge and experience changes. Uh, and and so it's just people go too big, too quick, and that's that's why they fail. And then the biggest problem with that is now mentally, because you've failed, you start to associate yourself as a failure. And you haven't created any momentum. You haven't created any body of work that you can look to and say, okay, I've done this. Now let's see what we can do. And now you stop trying and you stop showing up because now all you're doing is failing and you're not doing what it takes and respecting the goals that you have. And also people need to recognize that we've got busy lives and you've got four kids. I've got five kids. I've got a a boomy business. I've got a lot of personal goals in terms of physicality and the second book, the new documentary. I'm on 80 stages a year. Like it just takes time to grow into be able to do this kind of thing. And we're all busy. And so when you pile on way too much, way too quickly, um, it's the perfect recipe for failure. Well, and having that balance, you know, it's interesting. I was reading up on some really cool quotes, but one of the things that's always stuck with me is failure is, is feedback. Failure is just feedback. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, not successful. It's that what we're doing isn't working. And as I was reading this, um, you know, just, just some quotes today. It's, you know, a thousand times, a thousand times Thomas Edison tried. He never failed. He just kept going until it worked. Right. And so if we keep going and we listen to that failure as feedback and saying, well, obviously maybe I put too much on my plate or I didn't take the right steps. What I love about what you shared 
to me, makes you feel more relatable. Like sometimes when you hear these huge goals or I saw the documentary, it's like, oh, he's like Superman, right? Like he can conquer anything. But what I'm hearing you say is you didn't do it all at once. You didn't eat the elephant all at once. You took these bite sizes. It took you a couple of years to keep building momentum and keep going and, and doing those little baby steps every day, you know? And to me, um, and I don't know what you share about that, but um, like in the book and the hope, but to me, that makes you way more relatable to people that can to do that. You know, I don't know. Have you had that feedback before? Yeah, for sure. And, and again, people see that headline and go, Oh, I, I can't do that. Uh, but they're, they're, they're looking at an end result after a decade worth of doing those small things. And I've had every genetic test done. I, I'm, I'm exactly like you. Uh, you're just like me, uh, but I've made a decision to show up every single day and chip away and, and gain that knowledge and experience so that I, I can do difficult things. I now believe there's nothing I can't do, but I always have to ask myself a couple questions. What's the sacrifice it's going to take in order to achieve the goal? What's the time frame that would, would be required in order to do it? And then what's the benefit to myself, my family, and my community? And if I can't make those two things align, then then it's not worth it. And and the, the beginning part of that is where most people fail. They, they don't analyze what is actually going to take in order to accomplish the goal. And we, we coach Ironman athletes around the world, and they get super fired up and, and excited to do it. And then we were we, we know the goal is to do an Ironman. And then we reverse engineered and we do all the steps and create the training plan. And then they get to day one and they're like, well, I really struggled through that workout. I can't possibly do an Ironman. And I'm like, well, it's a year away from now. We're, we're not there. You shouldn't be able to do an Ironman yet. That's why we go through the process of preparation and training. And if you do the work between now and then, then th- that's just going to be a victory lap. It's it, You're just going to showcase the work that you put in. But a lot of people just aren't, you know, they get overwhelmed and they're like, well, that workout was hard. I can't possibly do an Ironman. And already they're losing the conversation they're having with themselves and they never accomplish the goal. So what self-talk would you say you had? I mean, obviously being strong mentally was probably huge in what you were creating and what you were working on. I mean, if you were to help people again in this, in this podcast, I want to give people hope because we're talking about creating confidence being able to communicate out our message to people, which you've been able to do. But for those that are starting out to create confidence and then just want to be able to move forward, what what would you say helped you mentally to get through those? Oh, I want to quit. You know, that was too hard. I'll never do the Iron Man. What did what would you suggest that could yeah, help? Great, yeah, great question. Small wins. Um, success breeds success and confidence breeds confidence. And also failures lead to disappointment, um, self-doubt, and imposter syndrome. And so that's why when you go big too quick and you start to fail, now you're associating yourself as a failure. And every time you try to do that and go bigger or do this, that, and then you fail, it just leads to your um, validating your your belief that you're becoming a failure. And so, so it comes down to those small wins. And it's about learning how to manage that bully inside of our head and those conversations. The bully's never going to go away. In fact, I've started to appreciate the bully inside my head because I know if I don't hear from him in a long time, it means I'm not showing up on my journey and I'm not pushing boundaries, but I also respect that conversation. And so you're, you're not going to win the conversation. Uh, it's just like, you're not going to win, win a, a prize fight boxing match. Um, you know, you don't get a title shot right away. Because it's too big. 
Um, and when you set a goal too big, you're going to lose the conversation inside your head because you haven't prepared and gone through the rounds and the training. And I'm talking directly about having that conversation with yourself inside your head. And so again, anybody that's listening, set the big goal, who cares, set it and then shelf it, put it on the shelf behind you. And then you have to start to accumulate that success and that momentum and that confidence, all things that are going to get you to your goal. But you, you can't, you can't win that prize fight, meaning you can't beat the bully inside your head if it's if you have lack of experience and knowledge having those conversations. And in order to gain that college uh, knowledge and experience, you've got to do small things that challenge where you're at to get you to the point where you start to win those conversations where it's a, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Like You know you're going to win that conversation because you've done it 100 times in, in a very small capacity. Wow. I have never thought of it that way, James. That was incredible. So you're saying what I'm hearing is that voice in our head actually can be a good thing to help us keep going, to guide us, to push us, to realize that that negativity, it's going to come. The voice is going to come. The, the, you can't do it. And if we choose to change our thoughts, to keep going, we win, we keep winning and we, we can get to those goals. I mean, I, I don't know if you know a little about me and I don't share it often, but I, I personally have gained and lost 80 pounds five different times. And I had a crazy goal for me at my highest point to do the marathon, right? <laughs> and I was like, that's how I'm going to get the weight off. And, and my husband thought was trying to protect me, but thought I was crazy. And I just set those little goals. And I remember every day saying like literally running three or four houses after I had had my baby and feeling like I was going to throw up. And then in my mind, trying to get to a block and two blocks in a mile. And I remember, you know, finishing that, that marathon um, almost a year later and 76 pounds down. And I remember thinking, there's nothing I can't do at this point. And no one believed in me. I didn't believe in myself. I, I, um, but I, but then as I kept going, I kept thinking I can do this. And somehow I would dream about it. I mean, I'm curious if you dreamt about your goals, it was like, I'd see myself doing it in my dreams. So I'm like, I can do this. But I think, I think one day I had this thought that was, I wanted to do an Ironman after I completed those marathons. And the thoughts were, who do you think you are? I mean, first of all, you're a girl, you're not strong. A marathon's nothing compared to the Ironman, you know, all of this. And so you, you totally inspired me because I happened to be in Kona like a year ago. And I met a gal who was running the half um, Ironman in Kona, if you know which one that is. Hanu Sorry, I didn't hear you. It's it's called the Hanu Half. Right. And somehow the winds were absolutely horrible. You can't control it. Oh. She said it was the most insane um, half marathon, much harder than, or half Ironman, harder than she'd ever um, endured because that day the winds were horrible. And um, you'll and never, you'll never race in Hawaii where the winds are horrible. <laughs> So you're saying you just plan for it and you do it. You know, she did do it. It took her hours longer. And I remember thinking, wow, I mean, she was a mom like me. She was working on her goals and she did it. And it just gave me hope. And then not shortly after did I see your documentary and all of these things, but then even to sit with you and have a conversation about you setting small goals, about you conquering those thoughts. It it helps me feel like I can do it. And I'm sure other people that are listening, you're giving us hope. Yeah. And just like, just like we talked about your first step towards an Ironman is doing a sprint distance triathlon. It's getting in the pool and swimming one lap. It's, it's getting on a bike and gaining that confidence that you can do it. It's running a simple 5k and then putting it all together. No, nobody should go from 
from you today to an Ironman. That, that, that's a journey. And it has nothing to do with the actual Ironman itself. It has to do with what you learn about yourself along the way, the discipline that you create, the strength that you gain. The Ironman, again, becomes a victory lap if you've done everything in between. And in terms of like dreaming about your goals, yeah, you, if you're not dreaming about your goals, you, you're you're not you're not getting anywhere close ever to your goals, because in order to have a, a big goal and a dream, it has to mean something to you, which means you have an emotional connection to it. And dreaming is one of the greatest gifts that we have that most adults have forgotten how to do. And so if you're if you're not if you if your goals aren't showing up in your dreams, it means you don't want it bad enough. It means you haven't connected with it. It means you're not resonating with it. And it means you're not going to accomplish it. And you need to figure out the emotional connection, the why you want to do that goal. And as soon as you do that, yeah, it's going to be, you're going to be so hyper-focused and excited. You're going to wake up every single day wanting to, wanting to do it. And so, yeah, for you, I mean, Fireman's a real thing for you. Like, let's let's pick a, a, a sprint distance triathlon on the calendar. But even before that, like, maybe let's get a, gym membership that has a pool. Uh, let's get on a, let's, let, do we own a bike, right? Like what are the steps that we need to do in order to get to that point? Because if, if those things aren't even in place yet, like an Ironman's not even cl- close and it's a great goal, but it's not realistic for, for where you are in your journey. Um, and, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big task, but it's, it's a, something that I believe will change you. Um, and, and if it's something you want to do, we'll, we'll help you do it. You're amazing. Well, thanks for bringing that up about the dreams. I feel like that resonated with people who really want what they're trying to seek. And I think one of the questions I would ask is, you know, tell us, have you had any setbacks? Have you had anything that's been discouraging or hard along the way? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, but to some people it's like, oh, he's unbreakable. You know, he's amazing. I mean, would you say there's been anything that's been really difficult and challenging on this journey that you've been on? Well, let's first describe what an Ironman is um, for the listeners that may not know. So an iron distance triathlon is swim, bike, run. And the distances include a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride. And it concludes with that full marathon that you've were able to experience. It's a total of 140.6 miles. And NBC sports calls it the most single difficult challenging day in sports. And, 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 so just in our history and experience, um, you know, I, I started out with just doing one. And then in 2010, we broke the world record for the most half Ironman events, official events. 2012, we broke the world record for the most official Ironman events around the world. We did 30 Ironmans through 11 countries. And that's when we had the belief that I could do 50 consecutive Ironmans, all of our own that we created but 50 consecutive, one in every U.S. state. So 50 Ironmans, 50 days, 50 states. That was in 2015. And then from there, our lives changed and I got put into speaking and it it elevated my coaching program. But then the pandemic hit and then we saw an opportunity in 2021 to, to learn from mistakes that we made on our journey, to do it better, to truly find out what the mind, body, and spirit is capable of doing. And so when my calendar was wiped clean from speaking and coaching and racing, I saw it as an opportunity to double what everybody said was impossible and go tackle a hundred consecutive Ironmans. It's 14,000 plus miles, an Ironman a day for a quarter of a year. Um, so back to your original question, what are some setbacks that I've experienced? Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll just talk about one in particular on day 59 of the Conquer 100. Um, that's what we call the project. Um, I was in a really bad bike accident. 
and ended up cracking my L5 vertebrae um, and had to to do 41 more Ironmans with a broken back. Oh, and a lot of people would, would, would see that and say, man, that's a massive setback. Um, and it was, and it was something very difficult to manage, but we were raising money um, to eradicate sex uh, trafficking. And these individuals have no idea when their suffering is going to end. And I knew I only had 41 more days to go. Um, and we ultimately ended up raising um, over a million dollars um, for the, for the cause. And so I, I, I always look back at moments like that and question, well, like what would have happened? Where would I be? What, what would the impact be if I quit? Um, when, when, when I had that, that crossroad and that, and that the decision to make. Um, and, and I always take that question off the table because I don't quit and I continue on. And, and the, then I get to see what the answer is. And the answer is, is we've gone on to free many humans that are being sex trafficked because of, because of that effort that our team did. And you said you just endured, you endured the pain you went through. So mentally, spiritually, probably tested you in every area of your life. Would you say? Yeah, hundred percent. And in life, we get to choose where we put our focus and attention. And I'm a firm believer that life is um, not happening to us; it's happening for us. And that was an opportunity for me to do a gut check and decide what I was going to do when life was happening um, for me. Wow, I can't even imagine. I didn't hear that part. Is that going to be in your documentary about <laughs> how you broke your back and everything? Yeah, it's in the new documentary and in the new book. Well, you know, I think. I think a lot of the things that you're sharing have given us hope. Um, I know we've had some guests on the podcast that have been through really hard, enduring things that have made them stronger. Some have turned to God because they've either been paralyzed, they've lost their spouses, they've lost kids. I mean, just things that have been absolutely heart-wrenching that they look at now as some of the greatest gifts to be able to share their message confidently. Um do you have any other thoughts that you would want to leave us with? You've had a lot of really great thoughts for us today, but just helping us get inside ourselves that we can be more and we can do more. Like for this year, I, I have a coaching program called Soar in 2024. And I, I want to help people that, that feel like giving up, that want to, you know, that there is hope, that if we can do this, that they can too. And I would love any, any advice that you can share for people that keep moving forward. Yeah, I actually love that acronym SOAR. Um, it, it's it's the philosophy we have with our triathlon coaching program. Um, how high can you soar in life? Um, and for us, it stands for um, stress, optimize, adapt, and recover. Um, and that and that's in terms of our physicality because in, in order to <clears throat> to get the best out of our bodies, we need to stress them. Um, they also need to adapt in order to get better, and that happens through recovery in in, in an optimal situation. Um, and so to soar high, you have to stress, optimize, adapt, and recover. Um, and, and and just like you, we're, we're trying to help as, as many people as I can through our podcast like you and through, um, we have what's called a grit experience uh, and a mastermind where we go to on-site locations and, and have an emotional, spiritual, and physical experience. And then we have a year-long mastermind program that people can come and interact with with our community. We, get, uh, we go live every single um, week. Um, and, and really, it's about if we learned anything through the, the the pandemic, it's about creating that community that we are um, as humans, we're tribal. Um, I, I will I will pound my chest on stage until I die. That says nothing great is ever accomplished on our own. And, and and it's it's true. I didn't I didn't do these on my own. It was there was a team and a tribe behind me. I'll never say that I'm the Iron Cowboy. We are the Iron Cowboy. 
Um, these aren't my world records. They're our world records. Um, and at the, at the end of the day, I just want to be known as, as someone who's trying to have impact and, and a great husband and father. We just celebrated 23 years of marriage. We've got five great kids and, and, and really that that's the goal. Um, and so, so it's just, it's just fun to, to participate in this, this blink of an eye um, called life and this short time that we have on earth. Um, and, and if you're not living and having experiences, what are you doing? Because at the end of the day, we all just turn to dust and all we have is our mind. Um, and so let's fill it with with phenomenal people and incredible memories that will last an eternity. Well, congratulations, five kids and 23 years of marriage. And I love I love that humility. And this is we. And, and you know, we want to find out, we'll put in the show notes where we can find you, your website. We know the movies, another, another documentary is coming out. We'll put all of that in there. Um, but we would love to uh, know how we can reach you and um, maybe for a moment, tell us a little bit about this program. You said you work on the emotional, the spiritual and the physical. Do you want to just touch on that for a moment so we know what we can learn from you? Yeah, for sure. They're called Iron Grid Experiences and everything can be linked through our website, ironcowboy.com. Um, but one of, one of the bigger questions I get often is, is what you do um, and reasons you've had success, is it more mental or is it more physical? And, and the the answer is it's a hundred percent of both. And you, you, you know, you'll, you'll attest to it when you were at your heaviest, you, you, you couldn't do a marathon um, regardless of how mentally tough you were. You physically couldn't drag a broken body through that experience. And the flip side of that coin is if you're a physical specimen, but you're completely mentally weak, again, it doesn't matter. You, you will lose that battle inside your mind and inside your head. And, and again, that doesn't work. So you have to be 100% physical and 100% mental in order to do it. And both of those become useless un, without and, and not having the umbrella of spirituality. And, and to me, that that is what what brings it all together. Um, you have to believe in in energy. You have to believe in a higher power. You have to believe that what we say and how we uh, act is is what we're going to get back to us. You know, uh, success comes again. We 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 hit it about about winning the conversations in our in our heads. Um, there's there's nobody in your life that you talk to more than yourself. And you also wouldn't be friends with someone that talked to you the way that you talk to yourself. And really? so one, why do we tolerate it? And two, how important are those conversations that we're having with ourselves? Um, and that that's the mental. So there's physical, there's mental, and then there's spirituality. And in our retreats, we will take you through a physical experience. We're going to do the mind-body connection, the breath work, Mother Earth, a healing, emotional stuff. All of it is the complete package on how you be successful. Um, and again, those are all, all the details and information on our website. Our next one's in Sundance, Utah here. Um, then we're going to be in San Diego, California, and then... Our big flagship event this year is going to be in May, um, and it's a, in a, on a private island in the British Isles, just off the coast of, of Florida. It's going to be incredible. Um, it, 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 like you said, it'll be life changing um, in, in what we take people through and the experience that we have. And then on top of all that, the most important thing is community, and we create a tribe of people um, that are like minded, that have the same goals, aspirations, desires, and it's a it's a platform that we can all learn from each other. Um, we're not we're not meant to go through this life solo, um, and and if, if you continue to try to do so, ultimately you, you will fail. And you got to you hear it all the time, but you got to find your people, you got to find your tribe. And, and if twenty twenty taught us anything, 
we don't thrive as a society isolated and alone. It's, it's just not how we're wired. It's not how it works. And it's not how we thrive. And finding those people that are doing scary things that are stretching you is what has helped me have the most growth. I mean, just, and, and attracting those people that are like-minded. I love how you talked about the breath work and the meditation. I mean, so many of these things we don't realize are so beneficial, beneficial to us to be able to relax our mind, to be able to be at peace, to have breath, to clear the negative stuff that's coming up. Um, and I'm just, I'm just grateful for this like elevated work that we're doing that we can help other people and we can start by doing it ourselves. And I, I, I love everything you shared, um, especially find the people that are going to bring you up and help you do the most great work, right? Life's too short. Like you said, got to live Life's it up. Too short. Life's too short. And, and, and ultimately I believe that the, the purpose of this life is to find joy and the only way to find that joy is to one, be present um, in what you're doing, to forgive yourself for your past and stop worrying about the future because you can't control either of them. Um, and um, uh, to, to not care what anybody else says or thinks, uh, because if anything, I've just learned at a very high level that we're, we're all walking around on earth, um, looking at it through our own lens. And, and there's 8 billion different lenses. Um, and those lenses are, are created from the experiences that, that we've all had and they're all unique to us. And to, to give one ounce of energy to someone else's opinion is, is the biggest waste of time and, 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 and progress blocker that you'll ever experience. And so, so if you can, if, if you can, or want to find joy, step number one is to be present. And step number two is to not not care one ounce of what anybody thinks you know that's most probably the most beautiful thing you said is if you had listened to what everyone else thought do you think you'd be able to be and accomplish what you have right no way because in everyone else's mind that's impossible it could never happen but what if it could and what if it did because you believed in yourself and that's one of the things I always share as I'm speaking when you believe in yourself other people believe in you too it's that confidence that you exude when you started, you know, getting those goals and getting out there and doing, you know, doing these things, people probably sure enough came back around and, oh my gosh, I knew I could do it, right? <laughs> the ones that said you couldn't. Yeah, you you really find out who your friends are and um, and, and who isn't and who, who your, your people really are. Oh, I just love that. And I had one more quote. I was reading it this morning. I don't want to mess it up, but it was from Martin Luther King. Um, if I say it wrong, tell me, but it was... Um, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But no matter what you do, keep moving forward. Martin Luther King. Yeah, it's it's such a great quote, and it's true. And and the problem is 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 as great as social media is, and I, and I love it. Um, there's a lot of benefits to it, but but the problem with it is is there's so many people out there that are posing as experts and and the lies that are on social media and we get we get caught up about comparing um ourselves to others and it's paralyzing um and it's it's the comparison and dude again you have to not care what other people think and you just have to start wherever you are give yourself grace meet yourself where you are and every journey has a humble beginning anybody that you see that is an actual expert online or has accomplished amazing things newsflash they absolutely sucked when they started whatever they're an expert at now. And so just like suck it up and start doing it, but it starts with not caring about what anybody thinks. 
I share from stage a picture of me in my very first ever triathlon. I'm in a pool. I'm gripping to the side of the edge. I'm gasping for air. And for crying out loud, I'm wearing a nose plug. And nobody <laughs> would look at that person in that moment and said, hey, that's that's the world record holder right there. That's the guy that changed sports history because I wasn't the guy. But I didn't care what anybody thought. And I had enough courage to to get in there and tackle something that scared me and didn't allow that to dictate the rest of my journey. I just focused on that moment and surviving there and just met myself where I was at and gave myself that grace. And I think that'll be the greatest gift that your that your listeners will do is if they give themselves the grace um, to just start and meet themselves where they're at with no comparison, but to to themselves. Um, and that that that's where that's where everybody's journey should and and ultimately will begin. Oh, I love it. And you know what? We have such respect for you, whether you had a nose plug, uh, what are they, the swim cap, the <laughs> any of it. We're just honored that you were here today and sharing some hope for us. And, and again, it's called Iron Hope. So just sharing hope that if you can do this, if I can do this, that, that anybody can, right? Just start small. 100%. So, thank you, James. You're amazing. Look forward to being able to connect with you this new year and learn more. And thank you for taking time with us today. As we create confident communication, if we can do this, we know you can. Thank you. Somebody.